0: Hi guys, Luke and Aidan from the Line and Length podcast here to give you a heads up. Our podcast covers a range of topics that some people can find confronting.
1: Line and Length are ripping the covers off of mental health by initiating raw, unscripted and honest conversations with relatable guests who are willing to show vulnerability in talking about their mental health journeys.
0: Here at Line and Length, we have a vision for a world where the stigma around mental health conversations no longer exists. With this in mind, it's important to look after your own
1: lid so if you may be struggling or feeling a bit flat, we highly recommend reaching out to the professionals like your regular GP, Lifeline or Beyond Blue.
0: Now, on to the latest episode of the Line and Length podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Line and Length podcast. I'm your host, Aiden, joined here by regular Kel. How are you today, mate?
0: Yeah, good Aiden. mate. It's good to be back in the uh, co-driver's seat with you, mate.
1: It is. It is. Um, we had our event in Sydney, so we took a bit of time off with our podcast. But we're back, and we've got this week's special guest, or this episode's special guest, Philip Donyon. How are you doing, mate? Good, boys. Good. Thanks for having me on. No pleasure. Looking forward to it, mate. I'm going to kick it off with the customer uh, The question I ask everyone at the beginning of the episode: Who is Philip Donyon?
2: Me, mate, I am a pretty down-to-earth sort of guy. like to think I'm a pretty good mate. Um, I'm always a bit of a larrikin, love a party, love going out, love my friends, love my family. Um, yeah, pretty happy-go-lucky sort of fella. Um, you know, hard-working fella that, you know, loves to work hard, play hard,
1: I'd say. Excellent to hear, mate. Um, so here at Line and Length, you, you know sort of us, story. You've been a part of the, the events and stuff Um
2: What is your experience with um, mental health? Uh, My experience with mental health, um, I'd say between the ages of sort of 18 and, you know, 24, 25, I had some sort of, you know, dark times, you'd call them, or some, you know, lonely sort of times. Um, It's, yeah, it's something that I never, ever spoke about with anyone. Um, It's, yeah, it's one of those things that you, I just kept it to myself for all those years, never spoke about it um you know and it's all my mates sort of saw me as a guy with no emotions they always used to say that to me and it was one of those things i used to hide I'll hide my emotions very well you know when i was around my mates i was always that joker larrikin happy guy um which i am a ha- like i like you know a lot of the time i was a happy guy um but yeah just between like 18 and sort of 24 25 i definitely had some down times that's for
0: sure yeah. Phil, do you reckon that was, I mean, you know, in the introduction there, you mentioned the, the parting and, and whatnot. Do you reckon there was a correlation there between the two?
2: 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, all, like every bit of it. Yeah, for sure. Like it's one of those things I used to, like I'm a hardworking dude. I'm a sparky. Um, I used to work six days a week, every week. Like, you know, there wasn't a day I didn't work six. There wasn't a week I didn't work six days. Yeah. But then I would have blowouts. And like I, I used to be one of those guys that just never, ever got hung over. So it was dangerous because I would drink on a Monday night with the boys at Scuba, go out to Thursday night at Mona, Manly Friday, Manly Saturday, have a Sunday session. So I was – and I loved – it was so much fun doing it with all the boys, you know, like Woody that you guys probably know and Chris Russell. We used to love partying, like love getting on the yeah. But then, like, because I was drinking so much and – you know, obviously a bit of party jokes and stuff like that too. You know, the mm-hmm. come downs for me from like Tuesday to Thursday were so bad, yeah. you know, that it would be such a high from all those fun days, but then such a low for me coming down on the during the week and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just for me between the age of 18 and twenty four, you know, I was generally pretty much single the whole time. So I had no one to sort of hold me accountable for anything I was doing. So, you know, there would be no one to be like, hey, you're probably going out too much this week or something like that, or you probably shouldn't be, you know, doing those things. And I was also quite a big punter as well. So used to spend a fair bit of money on the pump.
0: Yeah. When you which, say it, it was so bad, can you paint a picture for like what that looked like and felt like for you at the
2: time? 100%. So, I mean, like, you know, you'd say, I'd say the come downs from both the, you know, the drugs, alcohol and gambling probably for me it was the worst, a um, lot of head noise throughout the week um, or, you know, after a big night, um, you know, I'd wake up, be like, shit, you know, spent a whole lot of money last night or, you know, you know, drunk a whole lot and stuff like that. And as I said, with, with no one to hold me accountable at all, I would just kind of do what I wanted when I wanted. Um, and, you know, it's like just so like those on my, you know, sort of worst days I had so much head noise. You know and i kind of in my own head like was, you know i tell myself like like how have, have much of a moron i was and you know how sort of out of control i was and how useless i was sort of thing so um that would uh, yeah like uh, you know kind of had worse like worse worse you know weeks like people do worse weeks or worse days than others you know like it got pretty bad at one point like i remember Went away for a weekend, like one of the worst ones. I went away for the weekend down to uh, Melbourne with a bunch of lads, and they were pretty big parties too. So we had like a massive five days down there for like Melbourne Cup, Derby Day, stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember getting home, come down so bad. I remember just like going down to Queenscliff to um, my, you know, uh, Sean Mead, Red. He has like a memorial chair down at yeah. uh, Curly. Went down there and just cried, eh? For yeah. like hours. Yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah. So what um. You said at the beginning you, you you had to you felt like you had to have this persona of being the funny guy and the partier. What do you think led you to have that sort of perception of yourself?
2: Um, I mean, I am like everyone that would know me. You know, whether I was in a good headspace or a bad, I would say I'm a bit of a larrikin for sure. Like I'm all I don't take anything seriously, myself seriously. Always joking around, always making jokes. You know, um, that was kind of who I was and. You know, I used to have like one of my good friends, Blake Thomas, Kel would probably know him. He used to always say to me, like, and he still does, he's like, you have no emotion. Like, you're just emotion, like an emotionless sort of guy. And yeah. he used to sort of like hear that and be like, it's, yeah, it's, that's what he sort of, what his perception of me was. I yeah. guess he used to hide any other emotions that weren't, you know, happy or, you know, um, I used to hide them
1: and just put them, put them under the rug. Yeah. What, what was it like when you started to open up about those emotions? Um,
2: so I, I kind of didn't open up to anyone. And the first person I sort of spoke out with was Chris Russell, because he, he had his own journey and he opened up to me um, all those years ago. And then, you know, a few years later, him and I were talking and I sort of opened back up to him. Um, but I didn't speak about it until, you know, I've, like I'm in, a, I'm in a really good headspace and have been sort of, the last, you know, five six years, pretty much since I met my my soon to be wife, um, I've pretty much been in a good headspace. I'm I'm generally a pretty happy guy now, but I didn't speak about my issues until I was good. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I was having issues, I never told anyone. I never spoke to anyone. Yeah, there was good times I there was there was times that I I tried to or got close to, mm-hmm. but sort of didn't end up doing it. Um, remember one time I was like. And this is like another sort of time I was really bad. I remember I used to live downstairs at my parents. It was like its own sort of flat. I remember I just had so much head noise that I was like crying and I like screamed out for my mum. But she didn't hear me. And I kind of like gobbled it back up and then like kept like, you know, cooled my head and that was that was one time. Another time was tried to call my brother in law but he didn't pick up. Um so once again
0: squashed it in my head. Yeah. Looking back at it, um, now, I guess, what was the reason why you didn't reach out at the time between the ages of, I think you said eighteen to twenty-five?
2: Um, it's the old, it's the same with a lot. You know, a lot of people's journeys you hear of, but it's like you don't want to burden people. You think people yeah. think you're weak. Yeah. Um. You know, everyone thinks um. Everyone thought I was this like happy Larrican sort of, you know, guy, and I didn't want to sort of anyone to think anything different. So I just didn't want to tell anyone else. Any other issues, and you know, back like you know, it's in the and the stigma is changing. You can see that there are a lot more people coming out speaking about this stuff now, and you know, athletes yeah. coming out talking about a lot, which is awesome. But back then, like you know, we're yeah. talking seven, you know, between seven and twelve years ago, no one spoke about it at all. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I was the same sort of thing. I was like I don't want to tell anyone that I've got issues. Like yeah. you know, when you didn't know anyone else had issues either, so you didn't want to be that guy.
0: Yeah. I can absolutely relate to everything you've just said. Yeah. 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 Couldn't have yeah. said it better. percent
1: yeah. Um, when you did open up, you you said you opened up to um Chris Russell. What would what what did that feel like when you first started talking about what it was you went through?
2: Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. I mean, when um I remember this I was, this sticks for me a little bit. I remember when I was talking to Chris, um he was like, it's you know, it's sort of Interesting, you say that you had you were having your issues because as you guys would know, Charlie Griffiths, Chark. Because Chris, when Chris was having a you know mental health sort of chat with Chuck, uh, Chris was like, Oh, do you reckon there's any of your, like my mates that you reckon might be having issues? And apparently, Chuck said he, they may be Phil, so well, that yeah. was interesting. So he saw something that maybe some other people didn't,
0: yeah.
2: I uh, don't know what that is, so it'd be good to yeah. ask him, but yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: Apparently, um, Chris said that, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did it feel like for you when you started opening up?
2: Um, yeah, it was a bit, of a, a bit of a relief, like a bit of a load off the back. And as I said, like, it might be a little, a, a little different because I was in such a good headspace when I was talking about it. So it was good to open up and to let him know that I also had my issues because Chris, as we, we know, did have his own mental health battle. So to open up, it, did, it was a relief for sure. Um, and I have spoken about with other friends since, um, you know, I've definitely sp- mentioned it to Scotty Cable, to Woody. You guys probably know a few of these people. For Ben Pickering I've had a good chat with because cool. I know that Benny has had his own uh, mental health tra- uh, issues, which he has come out and said that he has. So, um, so it was good to talk to those guys about it because, you know, I know that pretty much everyone I end up speaking to in some form has had their own mental health uh, battle of some sorts, whether it be, whether it be, you know short period of time or a long period of time so it's interesting how many people actually go through some mental health you know um battle at some stage
0: yeah phil you mentioned you've seen um you've seen yourself the stigma changing you've also um recently just attended your first line and length event like the cup itself in person um can you tell us what your takeaway was from that
2: yeah that was such a good day man like Everyone that's involved, everyone that gets involved, is just such good guys. Like we, we had the best time. All of us uh, boys that, you know, did it for the first time. Um, it was it was it was really eye opening to hear, you know, some of the stories. You know, and and one of the other ones that really stuck with me uh, was Jackie G when he was speaking about sort of everyone's timeline. Because I was the same, you know, when I was, you know, going out partying, spending all my money. You know, I like all a lot of my other friends were already buying houses, already married, all of this stuff. So I would compare myself a lot to those other people and be like, "Why, you, like, I'm, you're so far behind!" Like, and that's what I used to say all the time. It was a big, big issue for me seeing everyone else sort of excelling or or moving on, and I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so that was something that stuck with me. But the day overall's yeah, it's incredible. It's really good what you guys what you guys are achieving. So it's awesome to see.
0: Perfect. Can't wait for to have you back next year.
2: Yeah, I'm keen out Can't wait. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, yeah. it's not cricket because I can't play
1: cricket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not about the cricket. <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm praying it's
1: not soccer again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kells, I think we jump into uh, your favorite segment, the uh the triple H segment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Phil, first question for you. Um, who's your hero?
2: Oh man, this is tough. Um my hero, I'd say, I'd say that like. Like I don't have like a one person to look out, but like I'd say overall, my family, yeah. they're all like a bit of like you know it sounds a bit cliche, but if, like we've got a, such a really good tight knit family. Like all of us would do anything for each other, um, especially my brother, big hero of mine. He's he's um he had a massive heart attack uh, mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and he was in a coma for a few uh, for about two weeks and it was like touch and go. So I nearly lost yeah. our nearly lost my older brother for a while. But like he the way he bounced back, like the doctors couldn't believe how quick he was like out like you know, out and about doing things again. How happy he is, like he's incredible. Like it's crazy to see how happy and like um what else? Like how happy and how strong he is, I guess. Um to do what he's been through, because he's, he's had heart issues his whole life. Yeah. And then he was, um, we didn't know this, but he was having dizzy spells for like, you know, you know I think he said a month or six weeks or something like that and just didn't think anything of it. And he was going out for a surf, he lives in Burley. He was going out for a surf in Burley one day and walking up Burley Hill, he just collapsed, had a massive heart attack. And uh, luck, he was very lucky that a cardiovascular nurse was the first person to walk past him and started doing CPR. So she most likely saved his life, which is yeah. amazing. So um, that yeah. was something that was happened last year that was pretty yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. you know, hit us hit us pretty hard. But
0: he's stronger than
2: ever. He's got a pacemaker in, so he's yeah. back to doing everything he loves. So
0: yeah. he's a bit of a hero for me. He's very strong. When you say um hit us hard, I mean, I think that's putting it lightly. Uh, how was that? effect on you and like what was the the time period where you
2: didn't the, know things? Uh well like he was so he obviously had his accident. Um so he was born with an issue with his heart. So he had had to have an open heart surgery at age of eighteen. Um so he had so he's had a zipper his whole life like since the day I've known him. So he's had that. And um he had his surgery, everything went well, it was a long recovery. He had a like, full open heart, you know, he was out sort of out bedridden for the four to six months sort of thing. And then everything was good. He had his re- regular checkups. Um, I actually think he, because of COVID, he didn't have his checkup as well, which is crazy because then, you know, he had his his heart attack yeah. and it ended up being from, um, I think they believe from the too much scar tissue built up and caused, yeah. it, caused blockages and stuff. Um, but that was really tough on the family. Like to see mum, how she was, was just like heartbreaking. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was that was crazy, um, you know. me personally, I just was worried, you know, for him and for my family. You know, I, I was that was the main thing I was worried about. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Um, I'll roll into the next question for you, Phil. Um, what's some heartache that you might have gone through?
2: Um, probably that that is the, probably the most recent and one of the biggest yeah. things. Um, you know, I've had obviously we you guys, I um, don't know you guys wouldn't have ever met. Sean made one of Chris Russell Me, would he say? One of our close school friends. We lost him at the age of 18. Um, so that was tough on all of us. Um, he, was, he was another guy that was like, he was the sort of, the guy you'd always want to be around. He was a, one of the happiest guys you'd ever meet, you know? Uh, so that was a really tough period for all of us boys when we lost Sean. Um, yeah, but other hardships like I mean, besides, you know, general sort of loss with like, you know, your grandparents and stuff like that. I haven't had any anything besides, you know, th- like, you know, Sean and, you know, some great grandparents, some great some grandparents and then obviously Robbie's heart attack would probably be, but otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky to live in a, you know, great area with a great group of friends and a really good family. So overall, I'm, you know, I, th- I consider myself very lucky
0: to, you know, be in the position I'm in and have friends and family like I do. Yeah, you, you do have a great group of friends. You boys, um, <laughs> who I sort of got to know through Chris, um, yeah, you, you could tell you guys were all best mates through high school and, and growing yeah, up. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Oh, well, yeah, we do we have a very,
2: very good group. We're all
0: very close,
2: you know. There's still a good solid 20 of us that are, like, yeah. very close, which is awesome to see still,
0: a, you know, our age now. Yeah, absolutely. boys are very lucky to have that. yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of highlight, uh, what's Phil Domian's uh, highlight so far?
2: Highlight, um, yeah. geez, I'd say like this year's been huge for me, like a sort of a milestone year. Um, me, and, me and the missus bought a house at the start of the year. So that was huge. We bought in the central coast at Baddow Bay. So very excited to have a, have a house and, you know, eventually move up there and have our own sort of space um but that and then obviously getting engaged you know about 14 months ago or 16 months ago and then getting married this year like it's been a huge sort of year to two years so really really happy with all the stuff that's coming up and that's it's been happening recently and yeah. you know everyone um yeah i'd say they're like they're my, my highlights you know yeah pretty meeting, big highlights. meeting ma- yeah. yeah massive highlights you know meeting yeah. mel has been huge for me and for my mental health which is cool yeah. cause that was sort of that accountability I was speaking about, you know, I never had anyone to hold me accountable. Now I've got Mel to sort of be like, Hey, like, do you really need to go out again? You were out like last weekend or something like that. So it's huge. And, you know, so I just love being around her. So, you know, it's nice to get home on a Saturday and not want to go out, you know, unless, you know, obviously I still like to go out and have beers with the boys for sure. But it's nice to sort of get to that point now where I'm like,
0: no, I'm happy to stay in with you. You know, it's just as fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. I think um I can relate to that as well. I think it's just sort yeah. of had that exact same effect on me.
1: Yeah,
0: it's cool. Hey. Yeah, it is.
1: Mate, Phil, what um what is it that you do for your self care to look after your own mental health? Mm, yeah. Um, I I've, I've been really lazy with my
2: exercise. I, I was really I was massive, massive sports guy going up. I was it wasn't like a day, you know, I was playing Premier League Soccer, and that was Monday, Wednesday training, Saturday play. I was playing A-grade footy. That was Tuesday, Thursday training, Sunday play. I was playing touch footy on Thursday nights. I was, you know, I did everything um, all the time with sports. And then I think I did, like, I did my ACL, and then that kind of really slowed my sporting down a lot. But, you know, recently more so. I've actually been doing Pilates Reformer with the misses, like, a lot, and I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's um, it's tough. Tough than, tougher than people think. <laughs> okay.
0: I didn't realize you did your ACL. Phil, when was that? Can you talk, talk to us about that?
2: Yeah, that yeah, day? I did my ACL um, playing OzTag. Um, that would be, I'm going to say, four years ago now. Um, I didn't end up, I didn't end up getting surgery. I oh, right. uh, let it let it go. So it's been really good, my um, knee, except for I I got back in because I'm a massive snowboarder. So it was that was the hardest thing to not be able to do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I got back into it this year, went down with my old man and loved it. And, you know, straight back into it. I love it so much. Yeah. But uh, my knee was really sore after that. But yeah, I did my knee playing Oztag. Just, and yeah. I would, like, it was one of those ones where I hadn't been playing the whole year, just turned up to fill in, didn't warm up, and then step off my left foot and just yeah, poof, explode, gone. Yeah.
0: No. So, yeah. two bad um... knees in the uh, group. What effect did that have in terms of not being able to play sport um, anymore with the injury? Um,
2: yeah, it was. It was a, like it was one of those things. I, I still was. I was still able to go to the gym and do weights and stuff, which I was. Yep. Yep. So that was at least good. Um, you know, it was. It was kind of yeah. It was tough to to not be able to to snowboard or to um, do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, for sure, I do want to get back into a team sport because I love it so much. So uh, probably not footy because I've you know turned to dust if someone tackled me now. But I'd um, yeah. definitely want to play soccer again or something like that because yeah. it is awesome. It's good to be a part of that sort of team. And, you know, yeah. I love that camaraderie. So I'll get back into something. But yeah, I mean, it didn't hit me too hard. Like I was still able to do sort of things I wanted to do, and to an extent. And you know, I by then I'd kind of I'd give it, I'd stopped footy. Um, I was playing soccer. So that then that was caught at the end of my soccer, at least for the until up till now. So, um, you know, I, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad on I me, mean, to be honest. So uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it didn't
0: cause any issues for me, um, mentally or, or physically. I just kept, you know, doing what I could do. Yeah. So you mentioned their sports, um, one of the big things you use to look after your lid. Um, are there, are there any others? Um, <laughs>
2: No, nah, nah, sport was sport was the outlet. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoy my job. You know, working. I'm I'm never 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 upset or you know in my head at work when I'm working. I'm I'm happy and I'm just getting things done. And, and so you know, as weird as it is, like I don't you know, working is is good for me. Keeps my mind off everything. Um uh, used to keep my mind off everything. If you know, I had head noise when I was at when I was at work. It wasn't too bad. You know, it was when I sort of was doing nothing at all. That was sort of, you know, there'd be a lot of head noise for me.
0: Yeah. If um, Phil, my next question for you is, if you could give, you know, you've mentioned uh, lots of your own experiences today. If you could give any advice to someone that might be having mental health issues um, at the moment or going through something tough at the moment, what would that be?
2: Um, I'd say I'd say that yeah, like the biggest thing, and I know this now, and I didn't back then, is to just. Speak to someone, like get, talk to a mate, talk to a professional, talk to someone and just say, you know, this is, this is what I'm thinking about. This is why I'm thinking it. And, you know, a lot. just telling one mate, like, would be huge. Like for yeah. them to be like, hey, everything's going to be all right, mate. You know, we'll get, like, we'll, we'll do this together. We'll get through this together or, you know, we'll catch up once a week and just have a chat. Like that would be massive. Like, yeah, you know, if I did that back then, I reckon, you know, like, like my mental health sort of battle would have been, so much shorter than you know, the whatever it's like four four to six years that it sort yeah. of was, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just you just don't want to burden anyone, you don't want to be that
0: guy, you didn't want to be that guy back then, didn't, yeah, yeah, that's what at we need all. to change, isn't it? That's the stigma, We're 100% man, we try to change at line of length, and even just having like this chat now on a podcast, people hear this and just, yeah, that's how you change the stigma, reduce the stigma, yeah. No,
2: it's 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 incredible what you guys are doing, like you know, all those lads getting up online on length day and sharing their stories, it's like, you know, it's wild. And and the other thing is, you think like, oh, like his journey or his battle is so much tougher than mine, like but everyone has their own battle for their own reasons and there's no one's mental health battle that's worse than others, you know, a battle's yeah, exactly. a battle and you know, you might, that's the thing, you might, you know, I, I used to think the same, I'm like, like he's just lost his brother, Like, like he should be way more depressed than I am like you used to compare yourself that way I'd be like nah, it's not like that and that's why you hear people be like but you're a professional sportsman playing sport you love and getting paid for it's like why have you got mental health issues it's like well because you know you've built up you've been built up on a high for your whole life and then you get dropped from a team like that's your yeah. darkest point at that stage yeah. so I hate yeah. when you see people say that
0: yeah everyone's crisis is a crisis
2: 100 percent Hundred percent. Whether yeah,
1: and there is no little or big crisis. Crisis crisis for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right.
1: Yeah. So Phil, um, do you have any must-read books, podcasts that you listen to, uh, or apps that you would recommend for anyone, um, either for their mental health or just things that you do to unwind? I am
2: the worst. I haven't read a book since. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you, mate. I, I can't read. I, yeah.
0: I've
2: probably got like, like I was. I can't sit still. Probably got some form of ADHD for sure. Like I, you put me in front of a book, I read a page and I'm like, I'm over this. Like this is horrible. (laughs) Like I can't. I don't like reading. uh you know, I I sort of like to to unwind. You know, I I get home like I say we do every day, which is a like an awesome part of my day is getting home from work and we me and Mel take our dog for a walk. Like we go, you know, out to the bush track behind the our house and that's really nice to get home and unwind. Uh, We both love doing that. So. That's something that we do every day, which I love, um, yeah. you know, and then, you know, as I said, we, I don't, I don't mind going, you know, catching up with the boys and just having a, you know, a beer on a Saturday Arvo is just a nice place, nice time to unwind as well. Yeah. Um, just hanging out with the boys um, and hanging out with the missus is kind of what I do to unwind. I, um, you know, Pilates is a good outlet too at the moment because that's kind of what I'm into at the moment. Yeah. 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 Nice. Hey, yeah, but no buddy. reading from is, me is, or no podcasts. i
0: are you any good oh,
2: this I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Yeah. I'm not bad. I'm getting better. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's good, man. It's the first session that she took me to, I was like, she was like worried. I was going to find it so easy, but I couldn't even walk on I left. Eh? <laughs> it's like, you can go to the gym six days a week. think you're the yeah. strongest person ever go to a thing of Pilates and you'll be, you'll be cooked. It's okay. they they target all the stuff that you can't
0: get at the gym. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. Cool. Good on
2: you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Mate, my final question for you, and I think I know where you're gonna lead with this um, answer, but if what advice would you give to yourself um, back at 18 years of age? I'd say that if I had my time again, mate,
2: I would definitely, definitely wind down. Like you those, you don't need to be going out, you know. I had a massive FOMO. That's why all the boys like the boys would be at uni, so they wouldn't have uni on a Tuesday. And they'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to go out to scuba," you know, We're trying to pick up. We're all sort of single and stuff through through the summer, and I'd be have to, I'd have to be like somewhere at seven a.m. drive, you know, sometimes drive an hour, but I'd be like, "Nah, I'm not missing out." Like all the boys have fun, and I won't be there, so I'd go. Like I would definitely, you know, say wind back, you know, save some money, save your money, like put some money away, um, yeah. you know put some money away, drink less, you know, when you're young, you, you want your life to party, but do it two nights a week. Don't do it four to five nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, just tell, tell myself to wind back. Don't be so, you don't need to be, you don't need to be where all the boys are at all times. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to miss, there's going to be a million other nights you can go out and party. You don't need to be in every one. Yeah. Um, just that. And yeah, just, you know, don't, so yes, it's, don't spend your money and don't tank party like I was for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, really? big, you know, because it's one of those things. I spent, I spent the last six, seven years sort of chasing, chasing my tail, trying to save money that I should have been saving from the time I was, you know, 15 years old and I got a first job. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's been good. Um, as I said, meeting Mel, having that accountability. You know, having a savings account with her, and you know, if I she would message me like, baby, why didn't you send any money to savings this week? You know, like. Having accountability, having someone to tell me uh nah like don't do that you don't need to do that um, you know and, and it helps to you know be happy enough to stay in on a Saturday night with her instead of needing to go out you know and that's the same with a lot of the boys now, majority of them are majority of us are you know coupled up now, so those big nights are few and far between compared to what they used yeah. to be, so you know, you'll still get you'll still get shipped by woody and and Me and Pat out for a beer pretty much every time you, you know, we, you know, something's going on. But yeah. otherwise, it's, the, the big nights are definitely few and far between, which is, which is nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Phil, you mentioned there, um, you know, money and saving a bit. But I, I just want to refer back to at the start of the podcast, you mentioned you were punting um, a fair bit. Do you mind if we just touch on that? Um, yeah. Were there any significant losses, I guess? Was it, was it <laughs> nah, an addiction look, of I'm- such?
2: Oh, like definitely to an extent. Um, like I wasn't, you know, I didn't know the bank I mean, 20 grand and stuff like that. I've heard of other people, um, friends of friends and stuff, but I was just, you know, it was getting paid as an apprentice and sometimes spending 70% of that money on the punt on the weekend, like going out drinking and, you know, having to slap on the pokes or, you know, betting on the horses. And I still do bet on the horses and still bet on sport, but it's, it's regulated it's, okay I've sent my I've paid my mortgage I've paid my bills I've sent money to savings and this is what I play with how I play with that is up to me you know if I spend it on drinks if I buy myself clothes if I spend it on the punt but it's regulated I only leave myself enough money to to you know to do what I want to do and you know we still own a horse and stuff like I still love the I still love watching races I don't need to be even punting on it to watch a race and love it but um definitely still do it like for sure just it's just regulated in small amounts you know yeah. Compared to what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, yep. yeah, that was big. Um, that was a big one, you know. It was, you know, you'd wake up, not only you're hungover or you're coming down, you'd look at your bank account, you've got nothing to show for it, and you've got to wait till payday. Like, that was never fun. So, that was a battle, battle through the week yeah. for me. So, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it's good now that I've got someone to, you know, I've got a wedding to save for and I've got a mortgage to pay. So, that's good.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: keeps Keeps me in check. Good to hear, mate. Um, my final yeah. question is, uh, Phil, what has this podcast experience taught you about yourself?
2: Um, it's, yeah, it's that, you know, I am, it's, I'm so happy to speak about what I went through and the issues I suffered through. Um, you know, I, you know, as I said years ago, I would have never spoken about this, but now, you know, it's something that I think is important because me doing it, hopefully can create one person out of my group of mates that haven't done the podcast yet to go, you know what? That was like, feels done it. I'm going to do it now. So someone else to speak about it, whether it's a formal yeah. journey or something they're in the middle of, um, you know, it might even hopefully gets one of our friends to to reach out and be like, Hey, I'm having issues of my own. Let's have a chat. So that's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's taught me that it is important to speak about your journey and that I can do it. Um, happily. You know, without without being nervous, without any issues, I'd I'd be happy to speak to anyone about anything now in terms of mental health.
0: Yeah, it's powerful stuff, mate. Well done. Powerful stuff. Yeah, it is. You've done a great job.
1: Uh, Cheers, boys. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think that's a a really nice place to sort of wrap it up. to anyone who's listening if you want to be a part of the line and Length podcast please reach out to any of the previous guests we've had myself kel the line and Length instagram page um, we're happy to have anyone who's comfortable sharing their journey on uh with us um, that's it from us here at the line and Length podcast
0: in the meantime take care look after your lid subscribe to the show and look forward to the next episode of the line and length podcast